0: This episode of Geared Up is brought to you by National Car Rental. Take control of your travel experience with National Car Rental's Emerald Club. Visit
1: nationalcar.com to find out more. All right, welcome to Geared Up from GeekWire.com in Seattle. I'm Todd Bishop. And I'm Taylor Soper. We have a lot to talk about today. Later on on the show, I'm going to be talking about my initial experience with the iPhone X. But first, we have here on the table a brand new device. This is the Xbox One X, just launching today as we're recording this. It is the new console from Microsoft. It is a beast. It is built for 4K resolution. High dynamic range displays. We've been testing it out. Taylor, what are your impressions? Just off the bat, you've been a longtime Xbox gamer. You've got an Xbox One at home. This thing is 499 the Xbox One X. Not cheap. Although, I will say, half the price of the iPhone 10, <laughs> what, what do you think of this thing as a longtime Xbox gamer? How do, you, how do you feel Microsoft has done here? I think,
0: generally, I feel excited. I mean, it's a new console. Like, as gamers and consumers of entertainment, we're, we get excited when uh, new consoles come out, and it's a big deal for Microsoft, and it looks really sleek, although it is heavier than than the Xbox One, which you have here. Yeah, so it
1: is smaller than the Xbox One. This is the original Xbox One. We're looking at it, and uh, here on the table, the I'd say the, the original Xbox One is maybe, I don't know, thirty percent larger than the Xbox One X. You know, the Xbox One X is about two thirds the size of the original Xbox One. But the Xbox One X is much heavier. And actually do that. I had to convince you, Taylor, that it was heavier. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. Now now, now hold up the Xbox One X and you'll or the Xbox One, the original one. Yeah. Much lighter. So this is a dense console. They've packed a lot of stuff in here. One of the coolest things that I noticed first right out of the gate was that the Xbox One X doesn't have the power brick. Right. So just it's from, a a cord. A, from a practical standpoint, it's actually really nice. You can put it in your entertainment center and not have to worry about that giant external power brick, you know, mucking things up behind your T V.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that's my, my the biggest concern in my life right now. Um, <laughs> no, I've got a. Hey, man, I live in a townhome. Okay, I need right. every inch, square inch I can get. Okay. Well, thanks Microsoft for fixing the the power, power brick issue, issue. Power brick for Todd. Um, no, but yeah, to your point, does it looks like better in your in your entertainment console? I think than the than the original. Um, but you know, on, on the inside is what really matters on this thing. As you said, it's according to Microsoft the world's most powerful gaming machine, which I think it lives up to that to that name. It's got a bunch of really cool technology packed into it. It's an awesome console. I really love it, except for the 499 price tag. And I'm already an owner of the original Xbox One. I'm not going to upgrade, basically, because of that price tag.
1: Yeah. For me, the one big downside is the lack of Kinect integration. And we've talked a lot about this, uh, but Microsoft is phasing this out, phasing out the Kinect sensor, which also on the Xbox provided voice commands. And it's kind of an odd moment for them to be shifting away from voice commands because it's becoming so popular through other things like the Echo devices and Google Home. And Microsoft is essentially making it so if you want to use a Kinect with the Xbox One X, you need to get a $40 adapter. It doesn't, and, and you also need to buy it separately, although they're discontinuing their manufacturing of the Kinect, so yeah, it, it's just sort of an odd moment. Uh, you love the Kinect, I do love the. And Kinect. we just say
0: you're an Xbox 360. user I, still. I'm still like, and
1: I realize I'm on the Xbox 360 Slim, so it's a you know sort of a newer version of the Xbox 360, but still the core technology there is you know roughly 10 years old. I mean that Xbox 360 has been around for a while, but so. that's still saying something that you're still using
0: that, and you you you, you not only didn't feel the need to comp- to upgrade to the Xbox One or even the Xbox One S, which is basically the cheaper version of the original. But so you're definitely not going to do this one,
1: or are you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I I think if I go for a new Microsoft console, I would get the Xbox One S at roughly two hundred seventy dollars, and then spend a little bit extra money to get a new Xbox One Connect and spend for the adapter. My problem is I I need to look at the games. You know, we really love Connect Party on the Xbox 360, and uh, that. Last time I checked, when the Xbox One first came out, had not yet been offered for uh, f- for the Xbox One power bricks and Connect. Bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I'm living in 2007. Apparently, <laughs> that's okay. You do have a daughter who loves the
0: Connect yeah. as well, which is a good point. I mean, I think I think they're, they're, the Connect is not quite dead. I think we're, we're, we might see something else. But you're right; it doesn't come with it, and it's kind of annoying. And but we should talk about probably you know one of the differentiators with this, yes. kind of, especially compared to the PS4 Pro, which is the competitor to this, is that the 4K. The capability in this is actually really, really amazing. And Microsoft calls this the true 4K experience, whereas the PS4 Pro might not be that complete 4K packed into this, the capability. But we did test this with a 4K television, um, and it it looked amazing. I it, mean, you could tell the difference.
1: It did. I, I would describe it, you know, you look at a 1080p display And you go, wow, that looks really good. I mean, it looks perfectly fine, especially for somebody like me who grew up on, you know, like ColecoVision uh, and Atari. And then you go to the 4K and it just feels like, you know, you've pressed enhance in your photo app. I mean, it just pops. It's vivid. The blacks are blacker, the bright colors are brighter, and then you go back and you look at the 1080p and it looks just a little bit washed out. It's not quite the same experience. So as you said, we were playing this on a 1080p originally and we've got a 1080p behind us here in the studio that we're gonna play play Madden on, but we actually went out and bought a 4K TV just to make sure that we were experiencing it in its full glory. Here's the question though, even after experiencing it in 4K, do you think it's worth the upgrade? And and I'm thinking of the scenario of somebody who has an Xbox 360 and a 1080p at home or an Xbox 1 and a mm-hmm. 1080p like TV me. at home. Do you go out, do you buy the 4K TV and the $500 Xbox One X? It seems like a stretch to me.
0: Yeah, I mean bottom line, if you really if you're a pretty hardcore gamer and these visuals make a difference for you, which I think they do for a lot of gamers that are really, they want the best. If you want the best that's out there right now, you can probably pony up 500 bucks and and buy this machine. If not, if you're most of us, other casual gamers, or you're a parent just looking to get a console this holiday season for your for your kids, Xbox One S for 250 or something that's gonna do most of what this thing can already do. I mean, we're right here behind the interface, the games. Um, pretty much everything is, is similar or the exact same in this as as it is to the Xbox One Astro Xbox One. So there's not a lot of difference. The one difference is the 4K, which should be noted. But if that's not a huge deal for you, maybe it's not worth paying double the price. And
1: we should point out, we did talk to Andrew about this to make sure we fully understood the difference between 1080p and 4K. Microsoft does do something with the 1080p displays called super sampling. And so what they're essentially doing is putting out a 4K signal and then downscaling it to 1080p. And what this does is it makes it so it kind of starts to feel a little bit more like 4k on the 1080p tv so it there still is some advantage but all of these things are relatively subtle and to me games are still about the gameplay and the experience and the visuals are nice and at times they can make it feel more immersive and realistic but if the game isn't good and the experience isn't, you know, amazing, then it's kind of like the, the the visuals are just sort of like the added 10% for me that would get it from like a B-plus to an A-minus.
0: That's a good point. And I was actually just for the first time I went to add a ball, which is this arcade in in Seattle. I'd never been there. And it's it's pinball and really old school. And it was really fun, even though these games were like 50 years old. But to your point, I wish, I feel like we mentioned this in our review, I wish Microsoft had done a little more just in terms of adding a few more game changing features to this, whether it's esports or, subscri- or something cool outside of the visuals where someone like you and me, like we enjoy playing games. We want something from that game experience to really set it apart from the PS4 or even the, the Xbox One original. So I feel like it's almost a missed opportunity for Microsoft, but I think Looking at their broad strategy of gaming, which they have put more investment and more energy into, I think this gives them a nice um, rollout, I guess, of a catalog of consoles. If you want the high-powered machine, the, the best machine out there, we have that. If, we, if you want the normal gaming experience, they also offer that too. So I guess it's just filling out their portfolio. But I mean, like me, I haven't bought an Xbox in three years since I bought the Xbox One. I'm, I'm due for an upgrade, if you will. But I'm not going to do this because of the price tag, and there's just not enough there for me. So,
1: and you don't see the advantage in going from the Xbox One to the Xbox One S? You wouldn't do that.
0: I I probably wouldn't do that either. I mean, it's it's smaller, I think, in size. But I haven't seen anything that really is like, oh, you need the Xbox One S or you need the Xbox One X to play Halo with your buddy or to, you know, rack up points on Madden a certain way or earn some reward. There's no like differentiating feature for me, at least that's um, gonna make me upgrade. So I'm happy with the Xbox One.
1: We should say there are 26. Xbox One X enhanced games available at launch. And what that means is the developers have done extra things to make it look good, to make it play better, and Microsoft says those games will be expanding. There'll be many more of those Xbox One X enhanced games. And games are
0: key. I mean, right, if, if this does set the stage for Microsoft and it, there's, now that they have this machine out there, maybe developers will really take advantage of this and then we'll really start to see these new games come out. But I don't think there are, They're not. there's not a bunch of like exclusive or, games that are right now at launch at least built for this machine uh, at least that would make me
1: really want the console. Yeah we should say those enhanced games they have greater detail higher performance and also steadier frame rates which I know is a big complaint for people who are shifting from PC games on really high powered PCs to consoles so like going from a PC game with you know 60 frames per second to a console game traditionally with like 30 frames a second that's where it can really be a big difference and it would keep hardcore PC gamers away from a console game in the past. And so what we're getting at here is if you're really into games and you have the money, the Xbox One X seems like it's for you. Mm-hmm. If you're more of a casual gamer like us, I mean, really, I'm perfectly fine with my Xbox 360, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even though it's starting to feel older and older up there. I, I think you can go for something like the Xbox One S if you really want to make the upgrade.
0: Yeah. And The 4K TV also, you know, you have to have that as well. So if you already have that and you're a big-time gamer, then, yeah, it makes sense. But if you have to go out and buy a 4K TV, which, of course, there's other benefits. You get to watch other stuff in 4K, but I don't know. So it's a lot of things to buy. All right, Taylor, enough talk. Yeah, let's play. Let's play play some Madden. Okay, so... You need to get some revenge after I kicked your butt.
1: So this is Madden 2018?
0: The new Madden, and uh, we're doing a little... Seattle Seahawks at Arizona Cardinals to prepare ourselves for the, the game on Thursday, the real life game.
1: So I actually noticed, and Claire McGrain on our team pointed this out, and I think you might have disagreed a little bit, when we played this in 4K, it actually looked so detailed that the People looked less realistic. do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You could like see the individual things, uh, the individual pixels in some way, not pixels, but it, you you'll see let's let's start playing here and folks on the live stream will see and we should point out this is a 1080p TV. This is not a 4k TV that we're playing on here, right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I totally see what you're saying in terms of it making when you make it more realistic, it looks less realistic. But yeah, my initial reaction is just like, holy crap, that looks amazing. Yeah,
1: the more detail when you make it more detailed, it can look less realistic. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying because it kind of takes away the smoothing over of it. Okay, Taylor, I'm kicking off. Hopefully, nice. the kicker is doing a little bit better here than he did on Sunday. <laughs> Blair Walsh, didn't how many kicks did he miss? Three kicks. Oh yes. Okay, totally took you down. So this is actually a preview of this week's Thursday night football. It is, game. it is. Seahawks coming so, off a tough
0: loss at home, hoping to to bounce back.
1: All right. So you gotta pick your play, Taylor.
0: And so I mean, yeah, this is the same as I am adding sixteen or fifteen on the Xbox. Well, this is kind of to our to my point at least, it's just it's it's the
1: same. It feels yeah. the same. So All right, who am you? I lining up as? Number fifty six. Cliff.
0: Cliff who was actually at the Microsoft store yesterday helping Microsoft celebrate the launch. Fun fact. And his favorite game is Candy Crush. Oh, Oh, yes. Taking down
1: Michael Bennett. Took down the running back. I wish he did his kneel celebration. Yeah. I don't think they've programmed that into the game yet. That would be cool. I'm sure this is great audio for people on the podcast. Let me just say, if you're not seeing this on the live stream, I'm kicking Taylor's butt. (laughs) Carson Palmer lines up. Are you doing your John Madden now? Yeah. So, so Taylor, like, like, tell me, like, what are the tricks to to be in a really good? Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> the Legion <laughs> hey, of Boom effects. is doing well. The Legion of Boom is doing. Where are? Where is the sound? Why is there no sound? Oh, th- I thought you you were providing it. I thought that's nice. <laughs> Should we turn up the TV? <laughs> no. You, oh, Claire <laughs> muted on purpose. Okay. All right. Well, third down, big play here. Okay. I'm play action. Okay. A little. Yep. Oh no, no no open. no no no. Oh, oh Sherman. Sherman. Oh nice. yeah, block for me, block for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> picked off by Richard Sherman. Awful throw by Carson. Again, Ballmer. Richard Sherman doing better in this game than he did last Sunday. Didn't he drop didn't he drop one of the uh I think so. the potential interceptions? Yeah, a harsh critic of the Hawks over well, here. It's, and he was m- payback. Yeah,
0: it was pretty pretty awful performance. Don't mess this one up, player.
1: See how realistic it oh, is. Oh no, oh no. Yes, okay, straight through the uprights. All right, so that's, that's a what, little bit of madness For the
0: most exciting podcast segment in GeekWire history, <laughs> coming to a close.
1: All right, thanks for listening to our review of the Xbox One X. We will be right back on Geared Up on GeekWire with a hands-on with the iPhone 10. You're listening to Geared Up. Welcome back to Geared Up on GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop. And I'm Taylor Soper. Andrew Edwards is off this week. Actually, he's up in New York for an event. He's not really off. He's off this show, but he's he's working. <laughs> I was able to get my hands on an iPhone 10 on launch day, much to uh, Andrew's chagrin, I imagine, because he was giving me a hard time because I pre-ordered through T-Mobile. And so he was saying I would basically never get it on launch day, but it showed up I last adore? Friday. Yeah, on my door. Impressive. So, you uh, have to wait in any line? No, absolutely not. It was it was great. Uh, with the uh, oh, that's going to be a problem if I have to do my passcode. <laughs> face ID though. Yeah, Face ID. There it is. It worked. So, face, <laughs> so <I> got, amazing. <laughs> so I've got the iPhone 10 here in my hand, and I was going to share. I want to share my favorite feature, my favorite aspect of the iPhone 10, and my least favorite aspect. Let me guess. The power. Br- does it have a power brick? No, no power brick. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thankfully, there's no power brick. Uh, my favorite feature is the size. Uh, this screen is actually bigger and I'm here holding in my hands an iPhone 6s plus and it's the screen itself is actually bigger than the iPhone 6s plus but the device is so much smaller and that was the first thing that I noticed as I was carrying this around this weekend you know because I, I was carrying an iPhone 6s plus before and it is just remarkable I feel the, the ability to no longer feel like you're carrying a small tablet in your pocket is is very significant. I mean, there would be times when I would sit down and it would be like, you know, like this, this thing in the front of your pocket that was just like not flexible and it it was not fun. And I'm sure folks who have large phones, you know, can, can, uh, empathize with what I'm talking about there, but the screen is larger. And of course this is because the bezels have been significantly shrunk. So that clearly to me is the main reason. If you want, a device that will get you portrait mode, the ability to have a really cool picture with the background blurred out, and all the other features that you would usually get, for example, in the, the iPhone 8 Plus or the iPhone 7 Plus, you know, or the iPhone 6S Plus. Clearly, that to me makes the price tag worth it. And I know that's kind of contradictory because I've been saying the $500 (laughs) Xbox One X is not worth it. Well, this is used every day and you use it a hundred times a day versus the Xbox
0: One X. And I agree with you on the size. I have the Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus and it's, The screen, it's a huge phone, and but I love the big screen. So it seems like Apple's kind of found the right right match here.
1: Yeah. So that is my favorite feature by far is the size. I've been getting used to the new gestures, and we actually have a, a great chart that Joanna Stern from the Wall Street Journal has come up with that explains how to use the new iPhone gestures. It has not been that hard for me in terms of just the ability to figure out how to use the home screen. It's, you know, really not that hard. You know, you basically swipe up uh, to to access the what used to be the home button. Uh, You swipe down from the lower right to access, or from the upper right to access all the tools and everything that you would have, the utilities. Um, And you know, you can get your notifications by just swiping from the upper left. And uh, but as we said, there's a few more things, and we'll link from the show notes as well to Joanna Stern's. Uh, diagram just go to geekwire.com look for the podcast icon in the upper right hand corner the radio icon and find this episode for that so you know the UI i am finding it actually pretty intuitive to pick up it took me maybe a day or so is
0: it big is it a big difference from the 8
1: it, it is because yeah. because you're you, with the previous iPhones you were hitting a home button, button to do a lot of things and now you're swiping up rather than doing that but you know very minor and gosh i would gladly you know go through that slight adjustment on figuring out the UI in exchange for all of this Full great screen. screen real estate with without all the bulk in the device. Yeah. My least favorite feature, now this is my own ignorance. I assumed that the port, the where the where you charge it and everything, would be USB C, but it's actually, you know, lightning. Right. Um, and to me, I was coming from an iPhone six. So this is my experience with the dreaded, you know, nixing of the headphone port. Right. I was at the gym. I I took my phone to the gym and I was listening to music on my phone and I was like, oh, you know what? I want to take my headphones that I'm carrying and plug them into the the gym machine to be able to listen to the TVs, you know? Yeah, like you do at the gym. I want to watch CNN at the gym. Uh, And, you know, immediately I realized, wait a second, I don't have with me headphones or earbuds that would actually plug in to my gym machine. And it's like... Am I supposed to carry? I I recognize there are adapters, but I'm not going to carry a little adapter around with me. And 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 I recognize too, you can use obviously Bluetooth headphones, but you can't use those at the gym. So, uh, just a a real annoyance there that that they haven't figured out some kind of standard. That I mean, actually, they have figured out a standard. It's called the headphone jack, (laughs) but for some reason, Apple hasn't figured out how to. You know, bridge those two generations in a way that's seamless. Yeah, it's just like another
0: Apple thing. You know, like why, why do that? I guess you got to wait some more AirPods. When
1: when is the Stairmaster gonna you know upgrade to I I don't know I guess a Lightning port or a USB C? And that's the other thing is if you're gonna make the leap, and I'm sure Andrew would you know be criticizing <laughs> me for this on, but why not go to USB C? That that surprised me as well. Um, Versus Lightning, yeah. exactly. So. That, that's those are my just basic thoughts on the iPhone 10. Overall though, very glad that I got it. Faster, p- more powerful. How's Absolutely. the battery life? Oh my god, well, so for now, much it's better. Good. For now it's amazing. I I was literally carrying around a external, external. battery pack with yeah. my iPhone 6s Plus. Yeah. So, that's Face good. ID works. We're going to say yeah, does that work? Yeah, it's you can see it working here. So like you can get it get a little test of it here. I mean it's just like immediate. It, see how it, it just recognizes me immediately. The unlock is when it when it does it, and then you just swipe it up. So, if you can afford it, and you're on an older generation iPhone, I highly recommend the iPhone X so far based on my usage. So, there you go, endorsed and, by Todd. Bishop. And what about you? Are you still happy with the yeah, Galaxy?
0: I've been Android since day one. I think as I brought up on the last my geared up debut a couple weeks ago. Um, very happy with the Samsung Galaxy S eight Plus, basically the equivalent to the iPhone eight Plus uh, for Android the best phone I've ever owned. I think Ben Gilbert, a local you know, guy in the startup system here in Seattle said the iPhone 10 was the best device he's ever owned or ever seen. I think that's a, that was a little bit of a hyperbole, I think, but I also, I have similar feelings with my, with my phone. I mean, it's, Screen is amazing. It's fast. Battery life's good. And the thing is, with these devices, we're using them so much that um, we kind of demand these things. So when they really improve, it's it, it becomes clear to us that wow, you know, this technology is really really awesome. So. Yeah, and it's such an integral part of
1: our lives, as you're saying. All right, so that is a quick take on the positive, the biggest positive, and the biggest negative that I've I've experienced so far with the iPhone 10. Yeah. Be sure to check out all of our coverage of the iPhone 10, the Xbox One X. Everything else at GeekWire.com. You can check out all the past Geared Up episodes at GeekWire.com slash Geared Up. And you can follow Taylor Soper's sports tech coverage at GeekWire.com slash sports. What's cooking in the sports world this week? Well, the big news today was Intel signed a deal with the NBA
0: to do more VR. So the NBA already had a deal with another company called NextVR. Now they're adding another company. So it's interesting to see the NBA kind of test the waters with watching games in VR, which I don't think is quite good enough yet for me to opt for that uh, medium versus just watching on TV. But we'll see. I'll give it a test and
1: uh, stay tuned for my review. Awesome. All right. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. And I'm Taylor Soper. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gear and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com.